Last winter, a civil war was fought within the Bonnet community for the freedom of Lester Green. This winter, after burrowing down in defeat and having zero self-reflection, a new war was waged by the parlor wagon. Where we go on? We go. Where 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 we go? When we go. Where we go? Oh, never. I, I, I darn it all. We'll never arrest the satanic cabal of pedophiles if I don't get this right. Let, let it go, man. Our freedoms in peril. Leave 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 no bottle and every mask behind. We're we're, we're storming the capital. I, I don't think we're gonna make it in time. Accidentally driving to Philly really screwed the pooch. All right, guys, listen. Gleason, you're fucking hammered, but you're behind the wheel. Merman, you're a fucking lunatic. I hate you all, but we come together because we hate socialism. It's on our doorstep. We're going to go down to D.C. We're going to zip tie Pelosi because otherwise these socialist bastards are going to make all our kids watch CNN 19 in the classroom. Simmer, simmer down, Soki, okay? I'm driving as fast as I can here. Hey, hand me that bottle. Hand me that, hand me that Jameson bottle again. We're almost to D.C. Jameson Bottle not here, but Jameson Bottle to be playing it in the RC on the Friday, okay, with it, finish with it, the 29 points to watch it, look at the box score. Ah, shit, we woke up and then Bonnie. To show it the Bishop, to the Wake Forest, how did he do it, to the 18 point, to the Syracuse transfer, it, it, it in him, the Moyer. Ah, oh, gosh, play darn it, I, I, I left my horned fur hat in Philly, we, we gotta go back. Go back? We're almost there! The socialist state will shut down St. Bonaventure and turn it into a pedophile breeding ground! I swear to the life of JFK Jr. When I see Pelosi, I'm gonna act so tough! You guys think I can take her, right? I got my, my, my fucking Indian headdress on. She's 80, I'm gonna beat the shit out of her. When will we be at the game? For, for the hundredth time, Cat, we're not going to the game. We're going, we're going to the Capitol. Bonnie's playing at GW today? Fans allowed? Uh, uh, okay, we're here. This, this doesn't look like the capital. Direction said. Direction says this is it. Ah, fuck! You took us to Capital One in Washington State. Darn it! That was thought that I thought that was a long ride. Time to pay credit card. We'll never save the Republic from pedophiles now. This is all GW's fault. They must. Forfeit due to their actions. This should be a win for the Bonnies and a loss for the team. We get to see the machines that are crooked. Wait, the ballots that are that fraudulent. Rudy if we're wrong, we will be made fools of. Ah, uh, he must have accidentally booked but this place too. Right, Where is game? There is no damn game. SB Unfurled and Friends episode 19. Yeah, ah, they're trying to silence our voices. Welcome everyone to episode 19 of SB Unfurled and Friends. We're 19, that means we can head over the border and drink in Canada. Lil Bon X here with SB Unfurled. We had 
only one game this week because of GW going on a little bit of a fishy pause that we're definitely going to get to later. But that St. Joe's performance by the guys was was that, that was interesting to say the least, right? Yeah, it was kind of close, and I was a little worried up until just after halftime, and then it was just the Jaron Holmes coming out party. For the first 20 minutes, it was Jalen Attaway being super efficient, perfect from the field, keeping us in the game, and I didn't really like how we started off that game other than Attaway and Holmes, and then the second half, it just turned into something that we haven't seen really from anyone, I don't think, since like... Matt Mobley or, or Stockard or Adams or Posey or any of those great players. I don't think we've seen an individual performance like this in a few years. And it was remarkable to see just how he was shooting from deep because I feel like we've had a lot of trouble shooting from deep so far this this season. He was, I believe it was eight for 11 from three. Eight for 12. Yep. Eight for 12. Eight for 12. That, that was certainly the um, biggest surprise of my Wednesday. I, everything else, it was a pretty chill day for me other than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing was going on. I mean, everyone was laser focused on the Bonnet game. Of course, nothing was going on uh, in the in the nation's capital. And uh, just like, you know, if the Bonnies would have played GW, everyone would have been laser focused on that game all of Saturday afternoon. No one in Western New York would have been watching anything but the Bonnies on Saturday. <laughs> that it, The Bills fans definitely lucked, lucked out on that because uh, Bonnies were supposed to play at noon and Bills were <laughs> on at one. Uh Hopefully we would have gotten rid of them by 30 at halftime and then you could have right, yeah. right over. <laughs> As a Bills fan, I'll say that was the least upset I was of any of our cancellations by far because I had something else to to keep me busy. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, the first half of the St. Joe's game, I was not really focused at all just of all the <laughs> shit that was going on with the domestic terrorism. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was so weird. Like, especially because we don't normally play four o'clock Wednesday games. That's already weird, but then yeah. everything's going on and it's like, Oh, let's, uh, let's watch the Bonnies and St. Joe's, I guess, because I know. it was also weird too. Cause GW had their Wednesday game canceled against UMass at home, which is God only a few blocks away from the mall. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just, uh, it was just a very surreal a 10 day, I would say. <laughs> and I think as far as like wanting to, keep your eyes peeled on the TV for that. I will say visually that was probably the most engrossing news story since I don't, I don't know if it's nine 11. I'd have to think I'm just racking my brain right now, but visually it was just insane to see that, you know, most of the news stories now are people getting arrested or uh, coronavirus. Like it's not something that necessarily draws your eyes to the TV in the way that that did on Wednesday. So I mean, uh, understandable that some people weren't totally focused on the Bonnie game. But if you were, you saw guys who coming into this year were thought to be role players step in and totally take over while our big three, Lofton, Ocean, and Welch, had mediocre to less than mediocre games. So if we can get that performance, those performances from our, our two spot and our four spot, as I said, while our one, three, and five, you know, point guards, small forward, center are still loft in Welch and Ocean, obviously, we're going to be one of the toughest teams to be in the conference, uh, maybe even second toughest once we get rolling with those five starters. Holmes and Attaway, Sundays at 9, 8 Central on TNT. That sounds like a great lawyer show, like Rizzoli and Isles or something like that, like those two. <laughs> but, I mean, really, if those two are playing like that, 
and we can get a little bit more out of Oshun down low or something, we, we could be best in the conference, honestly, because mm-hmm. those scoring threats add a different dimension to the game beyond just Lofton with pick and rolls or, or yeah. Welch getting loose on the, uh, on the sideline in the corner for threes. Yeah, and, and another thing I said uh, after that game, like Lofton. Oh, nice. Sorry, I got to interrupt you. We're is there a slime zone? Oh, close. We're recording during the Bears-Saints game on Nickelodeon. And they just kicked a field goal, and SpongeBob was in the entire upright. But oh no, <laughs> it was a false start. Ah, oh, barnacles. <laughs> Sorry, the what were NFL, you saying? The NFL forcing itself on our youth because uh, youth football numbers are down. You gotta love it. It's so I hilarious. Think later, later, we can talk about if the uh, if Nickelodeon did an A10 game. We can see what that would look like. We can get to that yeah. later. But I, I interrupted sure. you. What were you saying? <laughs> well, Lofton, um, you know, offensively he hasn't been great this year, but. That's the thing about him where other point guards in the league, you think of like a Fats Russell type, they're going to, if they're off, they don't care. They're just going to keep shooting and shooting and shooting and sometimes shoot your team out of games. I think Lofton recognized that he wasn't feeling it and he didn't force it. Like all all he did was find the hot hand, took care of the ball, uh, didn't turn it over. I think he had 11 assists and two turnovers. And, you know, he just found Holmes and he found Attaway. He wasn't even forcing it to Oshun or Welch. He's just a, a true uh, old school 90s point guard, knows his role. If he's not feeling it, he's going to be the quarterback and facilitate. And, I mean, we set a team record under Schmidt and dating back, I don't know how long, with those 27 assists on 32 field goals. This team loves sharing the ball. They're extremely balanced and I mean, we're going to be in every game against uh, even the best teams in, in the conference. And if we if we put together an out of conference this year, I think we would have I think we would have done a phenomenal job just because of how balanced we are. The George Washington game, you can't really get to that because uh, some fishy business happened here, and we have somebody that's going to address it with us. Ryan Paleo, the mayhem man himself on Twitter, uh, GW Superfan, is here joining us now on SB Unfurled and Friends. Welcome back, Ryan. Hi, nice to have me. So this morning, so Sunday morning, we woke up and saw the Rothstein tweet that not only did GW already come out of quarantine, which how do you quarantine for 48 hours? That's just like chilling in your dorm room or something, but they also practiced last night. So what do you, there's a lot of fishy business going on in Foggy Bottom and we're not even talking about the capital stuff. What, what, what's going on with you guys? Well, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't know all the details, but it was, um, it was something that happened. Uh, I'm not sure. It could have been false positive tests. Maybe they did some more tests to figure out it wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't anything serious, or maybe they did some more contact tracing and you know found some more stuff out. But whatever it was, you know, I'm I'm just glad to be out of quarantine quick, so you know, we can get back to playing and everybody's hopefully everybody's healthy. So that's just uh, that's what it is. Yeah, and I see. I think this is a good opportunity for the Atlantic Ten real quick because you guys hosted Duquesne in a back to back, right? And you yeah. split with them. So now I think that since the A-10 hasn't rescheduled it, I don't know why we couldn't play it on Sunday or Monday, but I feel like they're just going to do that again and do another back-to-back. This time it's a good opportunity to even out the, the nine home games, nine away games, 
if George Washington comes to the Riley Center to play it back-to-back in late February because we are scheduled to play you guys again. So I don't want any of that uh, coaxing the A-10 into forcing us to play a home-and-home down in D.C. I think you guys need to come to the Riley Center for a back-to-back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't care. You know, we'll play any team, any anywhere at any time. So you know, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just pick it, and I'm sure you, we will be there. Except you won't play the Bonnies on Saturday. No, you guys, I, you guys no. worried about the Washington football team and the uh, Heineke mania there? <laughs> well, it was crazy. You know, they, they don't call them the team for nothing. So you know, it was, uh, it was pretty exciting. Hail to the football team. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so other, other than all of the the stuff around, you know. COVID, what what have you thought of this GW season? Because I'm sure you saw me ripping you guys to shreds after Jameer Nelson Jr. left, but it seems like you guys have somewhat turned it around. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, coming out of the first first uh, non-conference games is a little rough, but, you know, I think that might have been a combination of trying to fit in too many players. So in a way, I think maybe trying to, maybe those players making the decision to leave and, you know, pursue more better options for their careers might have allowed us to get more gel for the kids who are playing. So uh, from that, we were able to get more rhythm going and just play, start playing a little more together and, uh, and unify, which is really, I think, what we're seeing the last, before, you know, the terrorist attack and then the um, and our COVID scare. Uh, yeah, we, we I think we're getting on a roll a little bit, and uh, it's unfortunate to lose that momentum, but, you know, I'm sure we'll you know, come out playing the same intensity we did in the last couple of games. Saints tight end Jared Cook loves Hey Arnold and Doug, by the way. I do too. Those are probably yes. my two favorites. Yes, I, I'm I'm Rocco's Modern Life too. I'm all about that. That was good. And Animaniacs, but that's not really Nick exclusive. That's more WB. But they showed it on Nick. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I used to watch Cat Dog too. Oh, that was and a good one. Monsters. Uh, what was it? Ah, Real Monsters was a oh, good yeah. one. The guy oh, who yeah. hold, held his eyes up above his head. That guy was cool. <laughs> Ryan, I- enough about GWs pathetic one-day pause we have to talk about st louis they have been on pause since december 30th there's no end in sight what's going on with them are they just too scared to enter the a10 uh conference season or what well you know i don't want to make any assumptions about anything you know hopefully they're being safe and all that but uh you know it's 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 been quite a while you know maybe they're trying to hold out until right after the uh, gw game because they know you know it's gonna be a wraps once they play us so yeah we'll see what's going on with that once they come out and we will uh we will assess the situation when i when we went on the uh st louis, well, st. louis podcast before last year's game against them i found out that st louis and wuhan are both sister cities so do you do you think there's anything there you know i think it's gonna i think it's due for some more investigations but um i'm not gonna make an outlandish outlandish claims without any evidence as some people like to do but uh <laughs> i'm just gonna you know we'll see well it's, uh i'll definitely look into it with me and my top men Many people are saying this. It's just we got we got we got to look look around, and, you know. And, Many uh, people are saying what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Ford did play for Patino at Kentucky, and he coached at UMass. Uh, you know they can get they they've been greasy before, and, and Oklahoma State. So well, a little trendy. Yeah, I, I wanted to see the here, flight logs, know. and uh, Ryan, you're gonna get on a case with us. <laughs> oh, we're definitely. I'll make it happen. Wait, one more thing, Ryan, Jamie, and Christian. That? head coach of GW. He has had the most interesting COVID outfit this year. He's looked like a surgeon. What What do you make of how he looks? For those <laughs> who haven't seen it, like at the beginning of the season, he had not only a face shield, but he had a mask too. And it wasn't like the typical cloth mask. It was like, it was like, it reminded me of like a clamshell, yeah. like over the face. 
What was going on? He, he looks like he looked like Jack, like Dexter after <laughs> sedating uh, someone. Well, um, to that I would just say, you know, having having to coach in the world's most powerful city, you're obviously going to need the world's most powerful protect, protective gear, and that's obviously what he had. So, uh, yeah, that's you know that that's what you need. <laughs> do you think if he was coaching during um, the PPE shortages in April, do you think he'd probably get fined by the NCAA for for this these shenanigans? <laughs> Who knows, really? And NCAA is there's something else, so maybe I don't know. <laughs> we before you before we let him go, we need his current top. Let's just do top three mayhem rankings right now. What what's the top three? And and then who is the top three? Yeah, <laughs> top three. And I gotta go. GW coming in first as always. You know, record number one ranking going going uh, going wire to wire there the season. I got a feeling so. <laughs> there's that. And then number two, I gotta say. Maybe Bonnie, maybe the Bonnies. I don't know. You guys have been looking pretty good. Are we 69th uh, in the rankings? You usually put a second, but it's 69th. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, I, I I haven't done it in a while. I haven't because um you know it's been busy over here. But uh yeah, so Bonnies and then third, third uh maybe Dayton. You know, because I I, I, hmm. I like them. They have they don't need to do anything to make me angry. So they're kind of there. They're playing decently and put them third. No, I disagree. <laughs> well, Sal's got to be third. Oh, LaSalle. Mm. And LaSalle did beat Dayton, so they got head-to-head there. <laughs> well, we'll see the end of the season. We'll see how it comes up. <laughs> then last yeah. is Actually, obviously St. Louis probably isn't ranked Louis, this right? time, but well, they never are, but whatever. They're not even eligible because uh, they haven't played enough? They aren't. <laughs> well, also that and the knock of mayhem. If you've negative mayhem, I don't know how I'm, I'm going to rank you. How, how does that still, work? It's still crazy that St. Louis hasn't <laughs> played in like three weeks and they still have more games played than us because we've only played five games in like, what, eight weeks or something? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Crazy season, crazy schedules. That's what it is. Yeah. Exactly. A yeah. lot of mayhem. A lot of mayhem in D.C. on and off the court. And the man who brings the mayhem always here with us once again, Ryan Paleo. Thanks for coming back on, Ryan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Lofton thought about a three. Holmes will take it. And he'll hit it. Nothing but nylon. It's great to be back in your own gym. Love having Ryan on. He always brings the mayhem in, in several different ways. I really appreciate his uh, propensity for conspiracy theories when it comes to St. Louis because we still feel the pain of 2019 yeah. in the A-10 final and even the end of last season when we got killed in the last game of the regular season which ended up being the last game period but gotta love Ryan and his mayhem yeah I'm always up for a good Atlantic 10 conspiracy theory so uh especially if it's someone like Something Travis Ford and St. Louis kind of fun to pick on Travis yeah. Ford and, of course, and Keith Dambrat. Of course, Woj's best Those friend, Josh Hawley, he's a senator in Missouri, you know, and what's in Missouri, <laughs> St. Louis? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there's there's something huh? going on. There's, there's, we, we got Ryan on the case. He'll yeah. help us out. <laughs> he needs to go get on Fortune. Uh, <laughs> we don't want him going too far down the rabbit hole. We got to be careful with that. <laughs> A-10 chain. <laughs> we do not need A-10 chain. We need a you anyways. So, Foreman Duquesne are coming up this time. Ah, you beat me to the Blackburn. <laughs> Snuck that line. one Damn in there. <laughs> but Fordham and Duquesne this week are our two games. Fordham on Wednesday. Duquesne in the Friel Cup getting moved up to Friday night. Friday 10 action for the Bonnies. We didn't have a Friday 10 game yeah. when the schedule came out, but we got one because St. Louis, like we mentioned, still on pause. They were supposed to play Davidson. So, I mean... When it come, yep. we'll get to Duquesne in a bit. But first off, of Fordham, let's just get this out of the way. I think our <laughs> I think our staff and players are saying the same thing. I, I flipped on. I was being a little too uh, 
cocky about how the Bills were doing. So I'm like, ah, turn off the Bills game. They're going to win. Go to the end of this debacle of a game between Fordham and Duquesne. It was 40 to 40 with Mm -hmm. three minutes and 40 seconds left or something. So the under four timeout, it was 40 to 40. Uh That was, ugh. It was that, that I didn't want to say that was a Big Ten score. That was worse than Big Ten basketball. Both teams are shooting like six. Yeah, that's depressing. 52 or something from three. I didn't watch much of that game other than the last few minutes, but Fordham did have a big win over Dayton, so they kind of have a pulse. They've, they're in the same spot as us with um, only playing a few games. They, the, they actually played no, no games out of conference, so they're still getting used to everything. So when it comes mm-hmm. to Fordham, what do you, what do you think is, what do you, just what do you think? <laughs> you wonder if like beating Dayton just, I, I have a, a term for this that I don't want to use on here, but you know, you kind of wonder if that just kind of left them satisfied for the entire season. They beat day in and now it's just like, ah, eh, we're playing with house money the rest of the way. If we go one and 17, who gives a shit? Like they, they didn't play any out of conference and then they just beat a team that was pretty much a final four team last year. Obviously Dayton looks a lot different, but I mean, Dayton going in there and losing was shocking to everyone. Uh, A10 Twitter was just melting down at that. So, and then they go in and they play Duquesne and whatever gym that was. I don't, I mean, that well, was like, I think it's LaRoche uh, Lemoyne, University. Right? The, I first heard that. I was like, wait, LaRoche, are they talking LaRoche, about yeah, LaRoche, like at Bonas? But thank God I didn't tune into one second of that game. It looked miserable. The court, just, just them playing at LaRoche and Dayton and Fordham and, and the final score, 48, 43. It's just so five. And I think it's just, I told you, I think I told you and Chuck, 48, like, 45. A, I mean, this is a, like a big 12 football score, 848, 45. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't like roll over yeah. to watch that out your back window. It's, it's so, and I mean, Fordham, I don't know how much you want to get into them, but they just, they're just, they, they're not very good. Their best player, Joel Soriano. I mean, he's, 6'11", big man. He's probably had some good games. Uh, other than that, I mean, even him, Oshun should just eat his lunch. I, I Last year, we went into Fordham and somehow went to overtime, and I can't stop thinking about that because it's just like we had no business going into overtime, and it's just kind of like going into LaSalle last year and losing. They're just those landmines where the guys might not really want to be there, uh, and, and weird stuff happens. I mean, we just saw it with Dayton, obviously, like I just said. So I think we get out of there with an easy win, but you want to also get out of there healthy, yeah, you no know, injuries. True. I wish they actually moved too. the game up to Tuesday now that we have an opening in the schedule because that would give us one extra day before Duquesne. But we can now get to Duquesne because this Duquesne game looked a lot better when they first moved it to Friday night a few days ago. But since since they moved it, Sincere Carey, who's probably their best player, he's transferring, and uh, Macy Austin's also leaving too. Yeah, and I don't know what the reason is there. I mean, with now these lax transfer rules, who knows? Like, if a, these P5 schools do send, I feel like a lot of them, not all of them, I don't want to put a blanket statement out there. But, I mean, this is why Arizona is in hot water right now. They These P5 coaches, like, they'll send agents out and they'll get into the ears of all of these players and – you don't know what – I'm not saying this happened with Sincere Carey. You don't know. Um, but uh, Keith Dambrot has been a notorious over-recruiter. I make jokes about how every offseason he's got to cut down his 53-man roster uh, before the season starts. So they do have, like, this revolving door of transfers and 
over signing all these guys. So I don't know what happened there, but they are going to be without sincere carry and Maceo Austin. I think Marcus Weathers is probably their best overall player, but Michael Hughes also, he is a very formidable a 10 big man um, along with Oshun and Hassan French, probably the, the top three defensive bigs in the country. Uh, Hughes and Oshun went at it last year and, and we split with Duquesne last year. And I think that's going to happen again. So I'm not, this, this is going to be a tough game to win. Metric wise, Duquesne is not very good. They're very much lower than anticipated in all the rankings, but that Tavian Dunmartin gets hot. uh, He can light it up in a hurry from deep. So um, this game might hinge on whether or not he's going off. I think their only chance to beat us is if he goes off. Um, We did a good job locking up Marcus Weathers last year. In the way Attaway and Welch are playing, you know, Marcus Weathers is that 6'5", big body wing. Uh, I'm not as worried as last year with the addition of Attaway. We had Winston and Planudis last year in that four spot who were not good at defense at all. So Attaway, again, that that X factor for us. Yeah, and this could be one matchup where it does get into some trouble down low if – Oshun gets into foul trouble because of Hughes and Weathers there. They, like you said, they're the better big men. Yeah. When it comes to Dumb Martin, I feel like he's just going to be kind of Fats Russell-ish and just chuck from deep. Um, kind of saw a little bit yeah. of that in the end of the Fordham yeah. game that I saw. I haven't really seen Duquesne much other than that because they haven't played much either. <laughs> Interesting, all three of these teams this week, us, Fordham, and Duquesne are all kind of in weird spots, at least in November and December, didn't really play much. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I... I to to also talk more about the scheduling, like looking ahead, we played Duquesne again and you never know what's going to happen. So I say, get these games in while you can. I, I say we play Duquesne. Uh, this isn't going to happen, but it's going through my head. Like with these close matchups, play Duquesne Friday and then go down there and get that game out of the way Sunday. But that's, it's a whole different logistics yeah. thing with the TV networks and, you know, the, the A-10 has to approve all that stuff. But again, we're going back and harping on the A-10 schedule that no, left it's true. a the lot schedule to be is really what so. dictate, or The TV schedule is really what's dictating everything, and it should be safety first and yeah. ease of travel and all that. But no, it's a, it's a TV network yeah. because that's why we got moved into Friday night because ESPN had an empty slot. Um, they got to show something opposite of NBA basketball, yep. I guess, and it's us. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we don't go to Duquesne again until March 3rd. Who knows what this thing looks like by then. And then they have that March 6th date that they're keeping open. And and I think it was you that said you think there's just going to be seven games, all 14 teams playing that Saturday before A-10. So, I mean, if we can keep that March 3rd day open too, I say we go play Duquesne. Yeah, I would, I would I be shocked if that's not a regular rules. full Saturday and that last Saturday just because of how St. Louis is – I mean, not maliciously, but they, their cancellations. They've had five games canceled, so they've yeah. really kind of nuked their their schedule of sorts because you have five games, and they. I looked at their schedule yesterday. They have no buys already left. So there's going to be a lot of uh, schedule manipulating in February and March, and it's going to – we have a game that's not even scheduled with yeah. them. So it's – yeah, they're, right. they're, in a, they're in a mess, and – I mean, when we get to that game, hopefully if that even happens in a couple weeks, they may be coming off a pause and they may be rusty, which could be in our advantage. But that's kind of looking down the that's kind of looking down the yeah. uh, the scope for a couple weeks from now. But back to Fordham and Duquesne. I know you got some prop bets. Unfortunately, we got to take off the sincere carry accessories. 
bet. That's got to come off the board. <laughs> we we can we can move that to Michael Hughes because I think we did last year an over under combined sincere carry Michael Hughes accessories. I mean, these guys are extremely accessorized. They they they're in the almost in the, like the Carmelo Anthony <laughs> tier of accessorization. So we can go over under two and a half accessories for Michael Hughes. You're taking the over. So this okay. doesn't count the undershirt. This is, you know, headband, headband, I'll, arm I'll sleeves, leg sleeves, all that stuff. I, oh, so, so you can keep an eye on that. Uh, and, and we can tweet this out during the game. I mean, once, once ESPN two comes on, we see Michael Hughes, Hughes, we're going to know, is he decked out in three or more accessories or lower? I also like, Tavian Dunn Martin hand gestures <laughs> over under or like, like what do you? I think we have to go over under this guy. Every time he makes a basket, no matter how marvelous or how just average it is, he's doing hand signals. No, even without a crowd there, hand signals. So a lot of this is going to depend on if the TV is cutting to him on the game broadcast. So I'm going to go. I'm going to say over under three and a half. Shown, shown that's interesting. Signals. I'll take the under. But he will do a lot because he knows the games on ESPN too, so he will have plenty of them. But in terms of shown, I'll, I'll take the under. <laughs> okay, and then I think you need to do one. You need to do the Keith Dan. Oh, okay. So what, what, what's your o- Keith Dan over, over or under? under um, a liter of pure leaf iced tea drank by Keith Dan how many of those bottles? It's that one of the like the ones that you get like in the supermarket more? near the orange juice and all that. That's a liter bottle. Whereas like yeah. the little cooler one, like a like I don't know, maybe where the checkout counter is. Like those aren't a liter. But he, I think he usually crushes two of those little small bottles a game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, yeah. Um, well, actually, I'm gonna set the line in at point nine liters, and I'll take the over. I'll say he drinks a full liter of pure leaf iced tea. Which is really good. One of the only things I think that I drinks- enjoy about Keith Dambrock, because I love that iced tea. It's the unspeed one too. It's so good. <laughs> I, I'm not a big tea guy, but I'll take your word for it. I think he drinks one of those a half. So if that puts me over, I'm going over. <laughs> one of those little bottles a half. And I don't know what we have for Fordham. I haven't watched Fordham once this year. I have no good prop bets. So if you... I mean, you tuned in. Do you see anything? Is there anything new Bauer does he that had we can like prop a, that on? He had an awkward celebration when we they could beat Dayton, but I don't really want to. I don't really want to talk about that, that because was that was implied <laughs> that they would beat us. So, um, uh, yeah, we'll we'll stick with the Bonnie players. Obviously, we're doing combined for the Fordham and Duquesne game over under seventy nine point five <laughs> minutes for Kyle Lofton. Oh, uh, I'll I'll take the under. He'll play seventy eight minutes. He'll play forty against Duquesne and thirty eight against. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking the under two. I think we we should cruise to an easy victory against Fordham, although we were crushing St. Joe's. But it's and interesting because all 40, we so don't really knows. have a deep bench. Like all of our bench guys are, I think, are pretty good, but we don't have like numbers. So don't we only have 10 scholarship players now? Yeah, we have 10 because we had 12 going into the season and Metcalf and Winston left. So we have 10 scholarship players and... Going into this year, I mean, we thought we were going to be like, we were talking, oh, this is the deepest team since 2012. Schmitz, how is he going to figure out who to play and who not to play? But, you know, he's starting to tighten up his rotation against teams that play zone. We don't really see Eddie Creel at all. So against like St. Joe's, against Hofstra, Eddie Creel hardly even played. So that's one way Schmitz tightening up the bench. But uh, as far as bench minutes, 
we are 328th in the country out of like 343 right now. So again, Schmidt not using his bench much at all. And that's because our five starters have been phenomenal the last two games and we're already into conference play. So no learning curve with the short non-league uh, dealing with fatigue. I mean, uh, he, he's going heavy with yeah, his starters and- yet again. We mentioned in the beginning that we're recording this podcast while watching the Bears and Saints on Nickelodeon. It's an interesting experience right now. It's only 7-3 at the half with six seconds left at halftime right now. And the broadcast is very interesting in how they're doing all these different things. Like the yellow line for first down is actually orange with green slime on it. They had SpongeBob in the uprights and they have a slime zone in the end zone when you score a touchdown. But there's only been one touchdown scored, so... Not many, not much slime so far in the first half, but I wanted to mention, or I wanted to talk to you about what you think a an A10 game would look like if it were on Nickelodeon. Ooh, I want to know what happens when Oshu interjects a ball. Does it just explode into slime? Like, I think that would be a good one if you could get if you could get it down to where it looked realistic. Every time Oshu swats one, the ball just explodes into slime. Every time a three pointer goes in, obviously slime comes out of the back. Showing right now, like they put Sandy from SpongeBob's uh, her helmet over some of the players, like just in the commercial break here, and there's like explosions going off. I was trying to think of like who in the A10 reminds me of certain Nick characters. You said you were a huge Hey Arnold fan. There's an episode of Hey Arnold when they're all yeah. playing basketball and there's a coach's son named Tucker and the coach is like, yeah. give the ball to Tucker. Get the ball to Tucker. And all the plays are just Tucker shooting and he's the best player yeah. on the team, but <laughs> like he's a ball hog. And so that just makes me think Fats Russell right there. Fats Russell is Tucker. Give the ball to Fats Russell. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, you know, Cat Dog, the cartoon where the oh, cat yeah. and the dog were connected to each other. I think like... You could make a case for the best, whoever the best defensive player is, like a Jacob Gillier type who has a lot of steals. He is, he turns your point guard into like a cat dog scenario. I think Jake Gillier would be uh, Winslow. Is that his name? The mouse? (laughs) The blue mouse. (laughs) Yeah, that's true too. And then, hey, Arnold, too. You said um, (laughs) Gerald, uh, he had like the tall hair. He wears like a shirt that says number 33. So yeah. there's Jalen Attaway right there, flight 33. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think it was like a Scotty P- supposed to be a Scotty Pippen shirt for some reason. I don't know why it wasn't 23 for Jordan, but he had like a Scotty Pippen shirt it was on. Like, so there you go. They were like in a nondescript American city that was like a mix of New York and Chicago too. So they weren't definitely in Chicago, but they just basically yeah. said they were in Chicago. Um, yeah. I think Fordham has to be Eugene from Hey Arnold. We can get to other Nick shows, but Eugene is the the kid who always has the bad luck. He falls down sewer holes and everything. And he's always like, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah, that's Fordham. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the mouth breather, um, right? And he just shows up behind uh, stinky. people. No, not Stinky. That's uh, Brainy? The, the, the guy who's always behind oh, Helga maybe. when she's like, oh, Arnold, I love you. Yeah. And he's like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brainy. Yeah. And then she just punches him. Oh, by the way, we keep getting we gotta get off, off of Hey Arnold, but Helga, yeah, that's VCU Tori. <laughs> that's that's a definite. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Patrick from SpongeBob is, is he jacking? <laughs> yes, because he's shirtless. He? You took my only food! 
Now I'm gonna starve. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got the same the same shape. <laughs> yeah, he looked very pink in that shirtless picture of the practice. He, he's very, very pink coach. <laughs> How about Doug? I'm trying to think of who uh, who would be uh, who is the no Skeeter was his best Doug. friend Roger. Roger was the bully. Yeah. Roger. Oh, Roger. With the bowl with the leather jacket. Yeah. Who would that be? That's, that's, is that Travis Ward? I don't know who he is. I don't know. Probably, yeah. I could see that, yeah. Probably Travis Ward. He looks like he bullied people in like high school. He was like we're Doug and, we're Doug and Ski. Bullied kids. An A10 championship is my Patty Mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm looking at all of these old Nickelodeon characters, and I can name... I can't name too many of them. It's depressing me because this has been <laughs> probably 20 years. And then I slowly just, not too slowly, actually, probably a little too quickly evolved into yeah, South Park. Yeah, the gateway like drunk to that. Especially because especially we're around the Ren and Stimpy, Rocco's Modern Life era, where that was like, they were walking the line. Um, yeah. What a kid's cartoon can get away with, which is awesome. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. Rocco. Mrs. Bighead. Even good to rewatch it. Like I rewatched yeah. some Rocco's Modern Life a little bit in the past. They had a new special even on Netflix. Who would be Heifer from Rocco's Modern Life? The guy who just eats everything. Would that would that be? Um, I think I feel like that would be Hassan French. <laughs> Not as if Hassan's French is fat. Yeah. he's a big guy. <laughs> there aren't any really other. Any other portly A10 coaches, right? I mean, kind of Jeff Paulson, Paulson but not yeah. really. He could be Mark Schmidt Mark with uh, Sam Adams. Mark Sh- I feel like Mark Schmidt would be Mr. Krabs because sometimes he looks like he has a little bit of a wispy mustache. <laughs> and plus, I'm also looking. Yeah, at Mr. that's Krabs a good one. Right now. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, Mark Schmidt, Mr. Krabs, sure. <laughs> they kind of have accents. Mark Schmidt's not really money. Like he's not really after money, money, money. That, that would actually be Travis Ford. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, that's Ford. Who's the guy? Who's the Aru? I don't remember guy his name. Holds his eyes above his head. Ickes was the the maroon that, guy that kind of looked like Hey Arnold or Arnold. Um, yeah, but I forgot the guy who holds his. Yeah, it's a crumb. Oh, I think it is. I haven't crumb. seen Arnold. Yeah. He has the he has the armpit hair, <laughs> the armpit hair shooting out of his shooting out, out yeah, of his body. Um, Doctor G would obviously have to be on the broadcast because I feel like he'd be so yeah, good at explaining would, would the game to kids too. Like they they have to say like, "Oh, a touchdown is six points." Although I'm pretty sure ninety percent of the people yeah. watching this game on Nickelodeon are our age, are in their twenties and thirties. There, not many kids are watching. I know if I was like seven, I would not be watching this on Nickelodeon because I'm like, I know what football is. Let me watch the real thing. Yeah. I was a kid, I loved football, yeah. and I also loved Nickelodeon. But as a kid, I was able to balance my interests and watch football when it was on and watch cartoons when, when they were on Saturday morning. I didn't need this mashup. Kids these days have it so it's good. Entitled, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you damn kids. <laughs> if only this happened in like the 80s, O.J. Simpson would have absolutely oh, yeah. been oh, Nate yeah, Burleson definitely. in this situation. Because he was in like in the family nine, movies and stuff, like... OJ Simpson was a former Buffalo Bill. America's and sweetheart. America's sweetheart. Love how he just went from talking about Nickelodeon to OJ Simpson. <laughs> That's A10 basketball coverage you will not find yeah. anywhere else, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> is it funny or is it depressing that I'm about to go watch the second half of a Nickelodeon broadcast to see if I win? A <laughs> You're on the over. Watching Nickelodeon to see if I hammer over. That would be over so 47. hilarious if they somehow started talking about betting. Like, okay, kids, here's what money line means. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I mean, it's absurd. I I currently have 
I have COVID and I'm going to spend my Sunday night watching Nickelodeon to see if I hit over 47 and over 47 and a half receiving yards for well, first Emmanuel off. Sanders. I hope you do get better and that you, you know, pull through this. You said you're pretty asymptomatic, so we're, we're all rooting for you, but just realize that you're yeah, not I, having yeah, some yeah, kind I'm of fine. fever dream I, or hallucinating when you watch this Nickelodeon uh, second half. <laughs> I just wanted to mention one final thing to everybody. We have just switched over our platforms. It's a very minor behind the scenes thing that you don't really need to get too worried about. You're still going to be able to listen to us on all the same places. Actually, some more can get into that. But we have a new feature where you can actually send in some voice messages. We just uh, started this a couple of days ago. Haven't gotten any yet because we literally just put it out there. So hopefully next week you can call us about, basically call us, you know, record a voice message and talk about anything you can talk about. Oh, Jalen Attaway was so awesome. Or, oh, we really need to put in Eddie Creel more. Or you cannot talk about the Bonnies. You can talk about Nickelodeon. You can say, you guys are idiots. I liked Ren and Stimpy more than Rocco's Modern Life or something. We don't care. You can talk about anything. We want to get you all involved. And this is a pretty easy way. You just got to go to anchor.fm slash spunfurled dash and dash friends. Definitely didn't write that down. Unfurled will have that um, all linked on Twitter and on in the uh, article that this podcast will be on. So you can Go ahead and send us a voice message. We want to hear from you about anything. And uh, that will be a cool feature, I think, that we can get off the ground. Stoop kids afraid to leave the stoop. <laughs> That's Jim Beheim. Stoop kids afraid to leave the dome, right? Zone kids afraid to leave the dome. There are, there are probably a handful of Hey Arnold A10 fans, and they are just loving the last 10 minutes right now. We're very niche. We're very, very niche. Whoever is in that too niche, niche, oh my God, they're loving it as much as we are. Because <laughs> Hey Arnold seriously was one of the best. So <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. thank you everybody so much for listening to us here on SB Unfurled and Friends. Follow us on Twitter at X at SB Unfurled. You probably do anyways, but hey, if you don't, you should. We are on more platforms now because of our switch to Anchor. So anchor.fm slash sbunfurled dash and dash friends. The link will be online. Like I mentioned, we're also now on Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts. We've already been on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, which we've been on, um, and SoundCloud. And wherever you're listening to us, it's still going to be the same spots. we got more spots. Um, I haven't even heard of half of those apps, but that's um, neither here nor there. We're... we're we're available for you wherever you want to listen to us. Be sure to check back in next week. Hopefully we'll be talking about two Bonnie's games instead of only one like this past week. Let's get these games in. Let's get some wins because we got a tough stretch coming up at the end of January. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. Have a good day. Yeah.